Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara and welcome to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. In 2021, tragedy hit Carmont High School in San Mateo County after a 17-year-old senior named Colin Walker died of a fentanyl overdose. It left students, the community, and all those who knew him shocked. But deaths like these are not uncommon. In 2021, Fentanyl was behind one in five deaths among young people ages 15 to 24 in California. So how do students process tragedies like this at their schools? And how are young people looking for solutions to the crisis of drug overdoses? Those are questions the students behind the TBH podcast from KALW tried to answer. TBH is made by, about, and for teenagers and anyone who wants to hear what's on the minds of young people. So today, we're going to hear them out. And we'll bring you the story of how students sought to honor Colin's life and spread awareness about fentanyl. Stay with us. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love 
while also getting access to cool events, behind the scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. This is TBH. I'm Mira Meikenberg, and I'm a junior at Berkeley High School. This podcast is made by, about, and for teenagers, and for anybody else who wants to hear what's on our minds. Today's episode is about how fentanyl overdoses are impacting teenagers. It's easy to distance ourselves from the issue, and it's easy to believe, oh, this could never happen to me or somebody in my family or my community, and then it does. California is seeing a rise in overdose deaths among young people, and that spike is driven by fentanyl, a drug 50 times stronger than heroin and 100 times more powerful than morphine. I don't want to have to tell any other parents that their child has died because of fentanyl. That's from a documentary called Fentanyl High, directed by Kyle Santoro, a senior at Los Gatos High School. He made the film because he wanted to explore how fentanyl kills and how teens are dealing with the emotional pain of fentanyl deaths. In 2020, two students at his high school fatally overdosed on fentanyl. Our principal held a kid dying in his arms before paramedics were able to revive him. In today's episode, we'll hear about a school community and a family doing as much as they can to prevent overdose deaths. One of our producers at TBH, Carolina Quadros, didn't know much about fentanyl until a classmate fatally overdosed. She recently graduated from Carmont High School in Belmont, a city in San Mateo County. Here's Carolina's story on spreading awareness in the aftermath of tragedy. From my perspective, Trends are the downfall of our modern society. They fade away just as fast as they emerge. I've seen it happen so many times at my school, Carmont High School. This pattern can seem harmless when it comes to how we dress or what we eat. But simply moving on from one social or political cause to the next can have consequences. And so can failing to address tragedies in a meaningful way. I observed an outlier my junior year of high school when my classmates refused to move on. This was in 2021, after a high school senior named Colin Walker lost his life after fatally overdosing on a drug laced with fentanyl. We don't want it to be the only thing that we remember about Colin, you know, and how he died. Elizabeth Walker is Colin's mom. She goes by Liz and says she and her family is still trying to put one foot in front of the other. Liz says Colin loved nature, going on adventures, and making everyone laugh. Colin was just a go, 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 active, sporty, funny kid from the beginning. He was a good kid seeming to go in the right direction. But she said something inside him changed during his sophomore year of high school. Colin struggled with anxiety and depression, a battle that worsened during quarantine. To cope, Liz said he bought drugs sold on Snapchat. Colin wasn't taking the drugs because he was just this happy kid wanted to party. He was really struggling with being alone, and COVID didn't make that 
easier and feeling completely just desperate. The last time he bought cocaine, it was laced with fentanyl. Liz says Snapchat has made it possible to order drugs as easily as ordering pizza. COVID, the opioid crisis, and easy access to drugs were all coming together at once. And her son was in the middle of it. Early on, I mean, like, as in the day he died, I knew that we weren't going to um, just tell people he died of a mysterious illness or passed away suddenly in his sleep. There was no doubt with uh, me and my husband that, you know, we knew right away fentanyl was involved. One in five deaths in California among young people, ages 15 to 24, were caused by fentanyl in 2021. That's according to the analysis of data from the San Jose Mercury News. Fentanyl overdose is not limited to those knowingly consuming the drug. They're not intentionally taking it. They're buying something on Snapchat. It's not what they thought, and it's killing them. Colin's death was the first time most of the students at Carmont High School lost a classmate. My friend, Chesney Everett, was part of the journalism program at the school. I remember sitting in class and our teachers put this like statement on the board about Colin's passing. And like there were just such a range of emotions from both me and all of my friends. Anger, one, that this had happened to a person so young and a person our age who was just about to graduate high school. I was there too. I remember grieving his life with all my classmates, especially with my peers in the journalism program. I also grieved the loss of innocence at our school. The mindset of, we are untouchable, disappeared. This issue was becoming so prevalent that even our bubble of the Bay Area couldn't protect us. And grief and sadness on behalf of him and his family, who, you know, lost a really incredible person. And at the same time, I remember seeing the opportunity for this story to really change the way that we in our community thought about drug use and the dangers of drug use. Every other month, tragic events occur around the world. And Scott Scoop, Carmont High School's nationally recognized journalism publication, covers them. California wildfires, the Ukraine crisis, the Turkey-Syria earthquakes. These have been the main topics of conversation for the student body for about a week each time. The way our news cycle functions in the present day, we almost become immune to these tragedies that are so impactful and raw and real. After that, I'd see the topic disappear from the public's attention. We would move on, forget, and stop actively caring. This was exactly what Scott Scoop set itself to break with Colin Walker. I wanted to make sure that this issue was not met with that same immunity because it shouldn't be. The loss of a young person to something as prevalent and dangerous as fentanyl is something that should be highlighted and remembered. And she would do just that. But it would take time. She and her classmates waited to report on this until Colin's family was ready. We 
at Carlmont Journalism had a death policy in place, I believe that we'd never had to use, or we'd just written it following his passing. There was something along those lines, but we wanted to give the family and community enough time to grieve, right? We didn't want to jump in on this coverage because that's obviously it doesn't serve anybody. Eventually, Colin's family did reach out at the beginning of 2022. They wanted the school publication to report on Colin's story and the broader issue of fentanyl lacing. And so the team got to work on what became a massive multimedia project. Chesney led a group of six journalists who worked on multiple platforms, podcast production, video production, news features, and data visuals. Chesney worked closely with the family to make sure the story was delivered accurately and that the family was comfortable with what they planned to publish. She says writing the story actually pushed her to almost rewrite her own code of journalism ethics. For example, she allowed Liz to read the story before publication. So one I remember is Colin's mom, Liz. She's very funny. She has a great sense of humor. And she made some quip about Panda Express or something, and we put it being Colin's favorite food. In one of the drafts, Liz left a note about wanting to leave out the details about Panda Express. When you think of like, quote unquote, professional journalism, those aren't always the moments that you see highlighted in stories. But we as a team decided that, no, that was the very human, very real and relatable evidence of like a mother-son relationship that we really wanted to keep in this piece. The package, titled They Didn't Ask for Fentanyl, was published in March of 2022. The pieces educated the school community on fentanyl lacing, described who Colin was and what led to his death. The stories also explained potential solutions, like the widespread use of naloxone. Users often don't know their drugs contain fentanyl. It's not just the Walker family that was impacted by this devastation. The teen death epidemic from fentanyl poisoning is increasing each year. Anoushka Mekarira, my friend and co-managing editor, worked on the audio aspect of the project. It featured an interview with the co-founder of Songs for Charlie, an organization Liz and her family worked with to raise awareness about fentanyl lacing. Anashka says this all provided students with an education they weren't finding anywhere else. There were definitely like students reaching out to me who I've never talked to before and they were like, hey, I learned a lot from your audio package. Like, I think it was really beneficial that you put that out there. The student population was eager to learn and hear from other students about an issue that hits so close to home. The students who worked on the journalism project were invited to participate in a discussion about the fentanyl crisis during a presentation in the school's auditorium. We got to hear more stories and like how our project kind of sparked more conversations in the communities. Colin's mom, Liz Walker, has continued to work with the high school to spread awareness. She spoke to the freshmen during an assembly this past year about fentanyl lacing. She's planning to do the same this year to keep everyone informed, especially those who did not attend Carmont during the time of Colin's death. If you're personally going to school and someone dies in your high school from drunk driving or from a drug overdose or suicide, there is going to be more awareness. Is that going to prevent all future deaths? No, but maybe some. Looking back, I didn't even know what the word fentanyl meant before Colin's death. Thanks to the journalism team and his family, 
My peers and I learned enough about fentanyl to teach others about it, continue educating ourselves, and hopefully prevent more deaths. Thanks, Carolina. That story came from Carolina Quadros, a recent graduate of Carlmont High School, who is now a freshman at UC Berkeley. The story Carolina brought us is sadly not one we haven't heard before. When a tragic death like Collins happens, instead of focusing on the stigma of using drugs, we should focus on preventative measures, educating our communities and processing collective grief, just as the Carlmont Journalism Program did. At Berkeley High, there have been four student deaths in the time I've been a student there. This is not insignificant. Each death was very sad and hit the school community hard. I know that I appreciated how my school community came together to memorialize these kids. In one such instance, my sophomore history teacher took the class to meet and talk with the students' parents. While not a drug-related death, meeting the students' family members was a meaningful and personal part of the grieving process for many. Thanks for listening to these stories on TBH, a podcast from KALW Public Radio. This podcast relies on you to help spread the word. So please take a minute to give us a rating or take two and give us a review. Help us get our voices to others so they can hear what we have to say. Holly J. McDeed edited and taught along with Sarah Lai Sterland. Lauren Tramuchowski is our production assistant. Our artwork was created by Awan Mance. Gonady Joe Johnson and James Rollins are our engineers. Hanisha Harjani is our supervising editor. Ben Trefney is our executive director. This project was made possible with support from the Association for Continuing Education, the California Arts Council, and the Silicon Valley Community Foundation. Next time on TBH, we'll take on anxiety and action in the face of the climate apocalypse. So I think we should do our part day to day and do whatever we can to help the environment so that we don't die. Talk to you next time. I'm your host, Mira Meikenberg. I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. 